the newest video app to join social media, and how to save yourself time with content batching. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. Hello, welcome to the 40th episode of Working Girl Talk. Time flies, that is crazy, but it's also such an awesome milestone. I can't believe that we're just 12 episodes away from a full year, which is crazy, but amazing. I just wanna say thank you so much for listening and tuning in and for all of your questions and support every single week. Thank you so much. Let's dive right into the news. So first story, we need to talk about Byte. Yes, so TechCrunch released a report that a new short form video app called Byte is off to a strong start, actually. So this app was built by Vine co-founder Dom Hoffman and brings back six second videos in Ode to Vine, as we remember, which was Vine was shut down in 2016 after Twitter bought it. They launched this new app called Byte to kind of take its place. So according to new data from Sensor Tower, Byte's launch has been well received with over 1.3 million downloads during its first week. So the app had a great start. So lots of downloads, lots in the US and Canada and Great Britain. But this great start, quote unquote, wasn't without its rough patches. Initially, the app saw immediate massive comment spam. So I'm sure if you've ever been on Instagram, you've seen fake comments. So with something like this, with no measures in place by the brand to not have those, it was flooded with comment spam and bots rushing in to fill comment sections and do follow for follow stuff like that and this is an interesting one people were racing to do like celebrity names like so getting Bezos and Trump Tiger Woods Taylor Swift so people who weren't obviously those people were trying to get those usernames Byte was quickly trying to keep that issue down and trying to get rid of the bad comments and something interesting that TechCrunch pointed out was that the app had a 12 and up rating so it designed to reach that younger audience but from reports it sounds like the app had some adult content so in the TechCrunch report they talked about so it had this 12 and up rating and then they went into the app and a lot of it was adult humor, um, more not appropriate humor, like things about child abuse and just things that were not appropriate in um, especially for children to be talking about. So a lot of them were younger children or teens talking and filming videos, but it was about subject matter that was more adult. So now the app does have a 17 and up rating and some of that content is gone. This is interesting because I wonder, it, it does have a good start. Like we have that over a million downloads. People are on it. What do we think this means for the future of social media and I guess video? Because right now, YouTube, all like that's always popular. I don't know if YouTube would ever go anywhere per se, but as far as like newcomers coming onto YouTube and being successful, it's just harder, I think, these days, which is the same for Instagram as any app goes on. But we have TikTok that's on the rise right now and is huge. And now we have Byte trying to take Vine's place, but 
was Vine's time up for a reason, I guess? So, like, I mean, I know it was sad when they shut it down. We'll see how this goes. I think one of the reasons why TikTok is so successful is because, like, the aspect of challenges has been pretty fun for people. Like, you, like no matter what, however following size you are, you can participate in some of the stuff and potentially blow up and get seen. So I don't know if that format works on Byte, but we'll see how this goes. One of the draws for them is they're really trying to um, be a brand that seems like they'll work with people like, oh, you can get paid through us and make it easier to get sponsorships, things like that. Whereas TikTok, being like a TikTok influencer is like to make money is more difficult. They don't really have a program set up or anything like that. So that's something they're trying to do over a bite to get people on the platform. The real question is, do we have time for this? Do we have time to be making all this content? (laughs) So I think this is a good example as more apps and social media platforms come up that we'll just have to be selective. Like I think gone are the days where, oh, I post everything to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I think we'll just have to be more selective because I don't know who would have the time to be doing everything. And I think that's okay. I think it's just selecting where your audience is, what works for you and what you have time for and what you like doing, because if it comes too much of a chore, then what's the point? And um, just making sure that it aligns with your brand and value and all those things. As of right now, I don't know, I may look into it, but I don't know if I can download another app like this. TikTok has already taken too much time out of me. <laughs> so we'll see there, but I think it's good to have competition and a good good variety because for so long it was just Facebook. So I think that it's good that things like this are popping up and everything has a rough start, but interesting that I guess we'll see how this goes what kind of content gets up there check out bites in the app store if you feel so inclined next story CNBC reported this week that ancestry so the company where you can do your own self DNA test and look at your genealogy made the decision to lay off some employees this week and it confirmed to CNBC that the cuts affect six percent of its workforce and a spokesperson described the decision as one that the company did not take lightly so i don't think they were happy about this obviously i don't know who would be but sales of consumer dna tests are down is what the report was getting at and something that i thought was interesting was that they said privacy was actually a major factor into why people are kind of dropping off from this self dna test market which it's way cool but i think people are getting concerned with where does that get stored what kind of information are they keeping about me this news comes several weeks after 23andme a competitor so the company right after them in this market laid off 14% of its staff. So about a hundred people to, uh, according to CNBC, because sales were lower than expected. So they're not the only ones struggling. Everyone in this market is struggling and they're trying to get more people to purchase in this market, but they really do think privacy is a concern. And um, something that was interesting that the article and the report pointed out was that 
they, I think it was last year, they actually caught the Golden State Killer, which is a great thing because of a relative taking a test. They were able to connect it somehow. But it's also a good example of how is DNA being used. So it's stored somewhere <laughs> and they can use it, I guess, however they want. So that's it's just a little bit of a lawless land right now. And in that situation, it actually worked out good because it caught a bad person. But I think it just gets people thinking about like, oh, like, where is mine being? stored like what can they use to find out about me or things like that so and the article did say that privacy laws around this matter specifically aren't really a thing and so it is kind of a lawless land right now and that could be a huge reason why somebody wouldn't I don't know it's a interesting thought and market and maybe as years go on that they will develop some sort of like stipulations about when and how this DNA testing can be used it's so it's a cool like a product an idea I've never done one but I like the idea of it I think it's cool but it is kind of weird to think about like are they just keeping this data about me so but and a lot of other people are feeling that way because they are struggling and it is sad every time somebody has to be laid off that's a very sad thing so hopefully these companies can get back in the market somehow and I think it's just a good example too of these one-time only companies because there's no reason why you'd keep, keep coming back to them after you do one DNA test, you're done. Like you don't need to. So it's nice to think of ways to get revenue in other ways too. So just something to think about from a business perspective too. And now for our working girl topic of the week, we're keeping it short, simple, and sweet for the week and just really trying to bring values. So I think we all could benefit from being more time efficient. Yes, (laughs) I know I can. One of the big time drainers that we have is posting to Instagram, to LinkedIn, all of our social channels and making content for those. It's just a long process and you want to make sure all your channels are up to date. Have you ever been in that situation where you haven't posted in like a month and it's just like, oh no, how am I going to go back? Do I have time for this? So this will hopefully help you and I'm hopefully you've heard of batching for content. And a few weeks ago, we did talk about content strategy. So I thought this would be a good natural step after that. So if you haven't listened to that one, go find the episode, I think it's like two to three episodes back maybe, um, about content strategy. First off, after you've got your content strategy, you need to plan your promotion and visuals of that content. The content strategy is the perfect foundation for this process. So once you have that, you already kind of know what you're talking about, like what pillars you want to focus on, maybe some topics for that month or that next three months, however long you're planning out content for. So batching will just help you get that content actually out there and promote it. And this is for social media purposes, but content batching can be applied to blog writing, to podcasting, whatever medium you're in. So we're just talking about social media, but could be applied to any number of things. So physically look at your calendar. When and how often do you want to be pushing out content? So how many times a month do I want to post content on social media? So looking at that physical calendar, is it five times a week? Is it one time a week? Because this will help dictate how much you're batching at once. And kind of plan out your posts. So this could be a big whiteboard calendar and you could put sticky notes. This can be just your Google calendar writing notes. So if we're going with this example, you're going to post social media content twice a week. So I would kind of plan out, okay, so Tuesday, I want to talk about inspiration or something motivational. So kind of like leave that for right now. And then 
uh, Friday, I want to talk about this. So kind of planning out what you're exactly going to talk about that day. And basically, since you already have your content strategy, hopefully it's just moving one of those pieces to a date. So since you already have the content you're going to talk about, hopefully it's just easy as, okay, cool. I'm drag and drop this piece of content to this date. Once you do that, ask yourself, this whole process is all about like, if you don't have a purpose for your content, what's the point of batching content? Then you're just making content for no reason. And then it most likely will never be published. Plan out your, what you're actually going to talk about with that content strategy. It should be easy. So ask yourself while you're doing this, how many times am I posting a month? Kind of already touched on that, but really good to think about what does my audience need from that content strategy? Like for social media purposes, what piece out of that content should I be promoting or pushing? What's the angle here that um, would really benefit my audience? What visuals need to go to convey these ideas? So what content do I need? Because that's the biggest part of this whole content batching process is imagery because that's the biggest hang up that we all have. So once you kind of figure out, hey, I'm on Tuesday, I'm talking about this motivation, what kind of imagery would go good with that? and really align with that. Okay. Cause like you need, you need pictures, you need imagery. So then you kind of plan out scheduled content shoot days. So this is either shooting with a photographer, shooting content yourself or having a friend do it. So it's nice to just kind of plan out exactly what you'll need over the next month, two months, however far, far out you're planning and shoot content for those days. So kind of plan out what aligns with what and make sure you're getting content for that. So that's why you want to be thinking about what exactly you're going to be talking about to make sure that you act, that you have imagery to go with it. So and this can be as often or as little as you want. I know some people do like content photo shoots once a quarter. They do it once a month or once or twice a year. I think once a quarter is probably safer, if not more, just because you do want to batch and have stuff for a long period of time. And even outside of that, like month of planned content, you could still potentially use some of the imagery from that later on. But if you do go a super long time by that time your looks may have changed or something may have changed that can kind of give it a tell on social media that it's not the most recent image so just something to think about too like how often you do want to do these content shoot days and then i also recommend doing a graphics day so if you are if you are in the space of making graphics. So that's graphics for blog headers, graphics for social media, things like that. If you are the one making your own graphics, it can be all on the same day. Okay, this first Saturday of the month is gonna be my content day. I'm gonna shoot all these images for social, make all these graphics. I don't have to worry about it again for two months. Cool, perfect. Or you can kind of separate it like, okay, I'm gonna do some photos this day and graphics this day so I don't get overwhelmed, something like that. But I think it's important to kind of think about both because they're both such big projects. Once you have your content, so you've made your graphics, you have your images, play puzzle maker, <laughs> play, play it like a puzzle, kind of like that drag and drop method from before. So now on your calendar, you have the content, what you want to talk about, now just aligning it with an image. It's just like planning in a little agenda, but all with content. So match it up that way. And then once you do that, put it in a scheduling tool. So there's Planoly, there's Later, there's Gain, there's Sprout Social, Hootsuite, so many planners and schedule it right there. So that calendar you were looking at before, have that Tuesday, have that caption, that imagery that you wanted to go with it, formulate it a little bit more for social speak 
And there you go. And you can schedule out however far in advance you want. So it's kind of nice to do everything all at once like that because you don't have to worry about it on the flight. That's the whole point of this is to do it all in one swoop so you don't have to worry about oh, like racing, like after work, oh, we can take a picture of me or something like that. So it's just trying to help save you some time. And then I will say a note about on the go, the on the go batcher is what I say. So sometimes ideas just come or you're in a situation where it's like, hey, this might be good content for later. So I would suggest just getting in that mindset. Like if you are somewhere that you know, like, oh, I probably won't be here again. Take a few pictures there, get some content there. Um, and because you can also work from the other perspective too, I think, because if you're in like a cool place with cool imagery, you're like, oh, I think this would be really inspiring to my audience. Snap pictures there or plan to come back, write it down because whatever word content you think of, you could always align it with that picture. So work a little bit backwards and then, so it's a little more fluid. Like you don't have to just post this content that you've already batched. Yes, it's there as kind of like your safety net. So you're, you're making sure to get stuff out, but you can post that spontaneous, spontaneous stuff throughout the month, I think too. Um, like every once in a while, kind of pop in something a little different. I think that's totally fine. So an idea for like the on the go batcher, as I'm talking about is to create a note in your phone or have like a running Google doc of different ideas and captions. So then when you're just out in the world living life, be like, wait, I think I have like an idea about this, this picture might actually align reference to the note. Oh yeah, I do. And then like snap a picture of wherever you're at. So two different ways of doing it. One's a little more casual, one's a little more um, systematic. So two things to note here. So the bewares of batching. One, like I said, don't be afraid to be spontaneous in post and actually break up your um, planned out content. I think that's totally fine. Your content batch like this is there to help you save time. But if there's something throughout the month that you really like and you went to this event or something, post it. It's totally fine to kind of break that up too because the batching is just there so you can save time and make sure you're still engaging with your community even when life gets busy. So don't forget that it's okay to be spontaneous. And also number two, when you're doing these batching shoots, so getting content, a lot of content all at once, make sure to do things like switch outfits, maybe bring hair accessories. If it's photos of you, I'm going with that example, um, changing your hair up, different backgrounds. Cause you can kind of like pick an area of town maybe, and then kind of go into different spots there just because if people can kind of tell it's the same place, same shoot, same day, it kind of loses its like vigor when you're getting posts about it. So just make sure that the content is different a little bit like different angles or whoever's taking your photos would obviously like think about stuff like that but I think it's good to kind of get in that mindset that oh this content's going to last me for two months even though I am taking it on one day I need to kind of differentiate it to keep things fresh for my audience and also taking pictures of things like shoes or maybe like a little office setup a flat lay is a good way to kind of break things up too and then if you have any other questions about this, let me know. Hopefully that was helpful in kind of getting into the mindset of, hey, I want to save time, get all my content down at once so I can just schedule it all out. Um, another good resource is Kalia Nicole on Instagram. She's talked a lot about this and has some great stuff about batching. So hopefully that 
helps you. Last but not least, my Friday favorite, it seems like forever ago now, but the Super Bowl was this week. <laughs> and the commercials. So there was a few interesting ones. And I would say, obviously, I think you know which one was my favorite. The Old Town Road Doritos Showdown with Lil Nas X. We had Billy Ray in there and Sam Elliott, another actor. And they just did like a little little show, cowboy showdown with like it was a dance off. And now that dance is trending on TikTok. So it's like a cool ranch dance and people are doing their TikTok dances to it. So that's cool. They got that turned into a challenge, which definitely was on purpose. Doritos teamed up with TikTok to do that. And they have like original. So there's like five original ones that I think obviously it looks like um, Doritos and TikTok partnered with these people. So they like created their own dances and then you do your dance based off theirs and like dance off with them. (laughs) TikTok is a wild place, but yeah, so that's kind of fun. And it's cool that it trickled down into social media, which I always love to see and am fascinated by. So check out that commercial, check out uh, the Cool Ranch dance on TikTok and be be entertained for hours. Uh, I just want to say thank you again. This was our 40th episode of Working Girl Talk. Thank you so much for listening. If anything resonated with you in this episode and past episodes, please do not forget to subscribe. And if you feel so inclined, rate, review, subscribe, all those things, review the podcast. I always love to hear what you have to say and any positive review just helps Working Girl Talk get seen by more people. So with that, I will leave you. We have some awesome guests coming up. I'm super excited about and have a great day. I will talk to you next week.